0: right it's the keep to the city yankees podcast and the yankees win again they have now won 11 straight and 13 of 14 beating the blue jays on tuesday night up in toronto nine to one nine to one and going into this series with ross stripling going on uh monday for the blue jays and then alec Manoa on tuesday and then yusei Kakuchi on wednesday you're thinking okay monday's matchup stripling versus montgomery Pretty even because Stripling's a right-hander. He's given the Yankees problems in the past. Montgomery's a lefty. The Blue Jays are right-handed heavy. Pretty even. Tuesday's matchup, Jamison Tyone, the Yankees, You know the the starter I trust the least on the team, going against Alec Manoa, who is my number one feared starter uh, against the Yankees in the entire league. He is the one guy I fear more than anyone in baseball. Uh, He's just dominated the Yankees in the past. And you'd think, okay, you have the disadvantage there. And then on Wednesday with Nestor Cortez, who already shut down the Blue Jays earlier this year, going against the lefty and Yusei Kikuchi, who the Yankees just absolutely crush. Uh, I'll get to his num- the numbers off it, but they're just ridiculous. You're thinking, okay, you've got a good chance on the first game and the third game, but the second game is, is really where the disadvantage is. And for this winning streak going to Toronto, you're thinking, okay, let's hope to win the series, but really just don't get swept. Just go up there and win one, and you've done your job. And now the Yankees have won both on Monday and Tuesday, and they have the biggest advantage of this series on Wednesday. Um, They have a real chance now to sweep the Blue Jays. They have a real chance to get this winning streak to 12 in a row. And then they go back to New York Thursday off day, and then play the awful Rangers over the weekend. Uh, This thing could go a lot longer than it is right now. 11 might just be a blip on the radar for how long this thing can go. And, on Tuesday, in Tuesday's game, right off the bat, you have first and third one out against Alec Manoa after the Hicks and, and Rizzo hits, and you're thinking, okay, just scratch across a run here because you're the, the runs are going to be hard to come by with Manoa on the mound. He, they had some stat that the Blue Jays have won 12 uh, straight of his starts. They're 20-4 and four when he starts since his debut last season. He has certainly dominated the Yankees in the times he's seen them. So to have first and third one out in the first, it's it's an awesome awesome opportunity. But the Yankees did what they pretty much do in situational hitting in huge spots, and that is failed to get the runner in, and they just left them stranded, left takes on third. Don't get the runner in, and it was a blown opportunity, a big missed opportunity because after that, you weren't going to get another chance. Some of these elite elite starters when the Yankees face them they get them on the ropes in the first inning we've seen it a lot of times we saw it last night with Manoa we've seen it in the past with someone like Verlander you think about the bases loaded situation in game three of the 2019 LCS against Cole just, just so many of these chances where if you don't get them early when you have them you're not going to get them at all and that's what happened with Manoa because after that he retired the, the you know Stanton and Donaldson then in the second perfect inning third perfect inning fourth perfect inning, fifth, perfect inning, Not, nothing, no one was reaching base via hit, no one was re- reaching base via walk, no one reached base at all, from Stanton's at bat with first and third one out, through the fifth, no one reached base, and in the fifth, Jamison Tyon gives up a run, so the Yankees are down one nothing. they have 12 outs, and you're thinking, okay, Manoa's probably got two more innings, you know, he certainly has one more, maybe two more. And you're just hoping that you're trailing by a run when you get to the Blue Jays bullpen, which isn't very good outside of Romano. And even he, you know, is human compared to some of, uh, you know, other elite relievers in the league. And so you're just hoping, just keep it one nothing. And then the sixth, Aaron Hicks leads off the sixth with a hit. And for a guy who talked about on the CC Sabathia podcast in the offseason wanting to be a 30-30 guy, that was his goal. He wanted to be 30-30. Now, he never hit 30 home runs in a season. He you know, he hit, what was it, 27-28 with juiced ball when Brett Gardner was hitting 28 and Kettle Marte was hitting like Barry Bonds. That That's never going to happen. So 30 home runs, that's not going to happen for Hicks. The 30 steals, you'd think, okay, maybe you a shot at that because who would just go out and say they want to be a 30-30 guy if they don't steal? But Hicks doesn't steal. His career high in stolen bases in a season is thirteen. He has two this season and one caught stealing, and now he has a second caught stealing, which leads the league with two caught stealings because he was caught trying to steal with Aaron Judge at the plate. And maybe you know, at, in the moment, you're thinking, okay, you're trying to get in scoring position. It's it's not the best idea to just give away an out there in the sixth inning when you finally get a base runner against Manoa. Uh, but then with Hicks erased on the base path judge it's a game tying home run an absolute bomb to left field and maybe judge doesn't hit that home run if hicks is there i know you some want to say oh well he just cost the yankees taking the lead but you don't know that would have happened you don't know the same pitch would have been thrown you don't know what would have happened in that situation if hicks doesn't get thrown out uh, but he did and judge answered with the solo home run um, and the game is tied one to one You go to the bottom of the sixth, time gets through the bottom of the sixth, and it's one-to-one going to the seventh. And Manoa is now out of the game. He finished the game with three hits, the Rizzo single in the first, the Hicks single in the sixth, and then the Judge home run in the sixth. That was it. Six innings, three hits, one run, one earn, one walk, seven Ks. That's what Alec Manoa is going to do when he faces the Yankees. Big, hard-throwing righty, the exact type of guy you do not want to see if you're the Yankees because they don't have enough left-handed presence, especially with Gallo still not playing. It's really just Rizzo. And then you have Hicks, who had a nice game. Can't knock him there, but I don't think any pitcher is fearing Aaron Hicks. Uh, but Tyone matched him. Six innings, five hits, one run, one earned, four K. So went toe-to-toe with, uh, with Manoa and matched him all the way. And then in the seventh, the Blue Jays go to the bullpen. And Michael K talked about on Monday night in the game when Yumi Garcia gave up the go-ahead run in the ninth, how the Blue Jays look at him as a second closer? Well, Yumi Garcia is terrible. I talked about this on Tuesday's podcast. He's just not good. And if the more he comes into games, the better cha- the better I'll feel about the Yankees' chances against the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays' biggest weakness is their bullpen. It's fucking not good. The bridge to get to Rabano is as shaky as can be. And yes, the Blue Jays have good starting pitching. There's not great starting pitching. You have Manoa, you have Gossman, you have Barrios. Those are three good starters. You got Stripling in there right now because Ryu is hurt. And then you've got Kikuchi, who no one should be scared of, especially not a right-handed heavy team like the Yankees. So but you're starting to see the weaknesses with this Blue Jays team. And the reason they were the... the Preseason favorite is because on paper, they were great. and On paper, the Yankees are great, but were a huge question mark based on what they did last year. The Yankees are playing to their on-paper capabilities. They're exceeding those abilities. They've won 11 straight. They're fucking 18-6. So they got to the Blue Jays' bullpen, and they just beat the shit out of them. Six runs in the seventh, added two more in the ninth, go on to win 9-1. to one. Uh, Just... An outstanding performance, outstanding from Tyone, his best start as Yankee, easily. Given the team he's facing, who he was going against in Manoa, um, on you know pitching for the Blue Jays, just outstanding performance. Can't say enough about what he did. The offense was awesome. Hicks two hits, Judge two hits, another home run, three RBIs. Rizzo had a hit, Stan had a hit, two RBIs. Donaldson had a hit, an RBI. Marwan Gonzalez picked up two hits with an RBI. Isaiah Kainer-Falefa hit with an RBI hit. The only hitless guys were Klaver Torres and Jose Trevino, who you don't expect to hit. Trevino catching again there just goes to show he's getting the regular playing time now, as he should. As he should. It's the right move. I don't know if it's coming from the front office, from Aaron Boone. Whoever it's coming from is doing the right thing because Kyle Gashioka stinks and he shouldn't be playing. Certainly didn't want to see D.J. LeMahieu out of the lineup with an off day Thursday, but I get it. They're just going to keep doing this rotation, and it worked out. Well, LeMahieu got the day off, and they still won. And now they have a chance to do something special, which is not just get the winning streak to 12th straight, but it's to sweep the Blue Jays in Toronto. Something that just seems unfathomable, given that the way the Blue Jays have played the Yankees over the last few years, given how good the Blue Jays are, given that Manoa pitched... If the Yankees aren't going to lose when Alec Manoa starts against them, who owns them? I don't know when they're going to lose again. For them to lose on Wednesday would be a monumental upset, <laughs> because if you look at the numbers against Kikuchi, they're ridiculous. Eighty-three plate appearances for the current Yankees, five home runs, three fifty-six batting average, four thirty-four on base, six forty-four slugging, ten seventy-eight OPS. It's fucking outrageous. you. Labor, Judge, Gallo, LaCastro, Trevino, even marvin Gonzalez, Hicks, Rizzo, they all have OPSs above a thousand. It's it's scary. And John Carlos Stanton, who you think would crush him, is like the worst hitter on the team against him. He's only one for six with a walk. And I don't think that'll last. I could see Stanton knocking one out tonight. It, the Yankees are in a fucking awesome position. They really are. 18 and 6. Potential to sweep sweep the Blue Jays here, four-game lead in the loss column on the Blue Jays, four against the Rays, eight against the Red Sox, and ten against the Orioles. Not that that one matters. They're eighteen and six, plus fifty run differential, playing to an expected eighteen and six record. <laughs> There's, I don't know, one more you could say. They're they're doing everything they can, and they're doing everything right. And they're doing everything they can to out-hit and outscore their manager who hasn't had a chance to get his hands on a game in a while. In a while. And that's why they keep winning. They've taken Aaron Boone right out of the equation. And they can do that again on Wednesday night when Nestor Cortez going against Kikuchi. After that, it's an off-day on Thursday. And then it's three games over the weekend at home against the Rangers, who are atrocious. Really. You beat Kikuchi on Wednesday, it's 12th straight. There's no reason... This thing can't be at 15 at the end of the day on Sunday. Not that you're expecting that. At some point, they're going to have to lose a game. But everything's set up for them to not for a while here. So that'll do it for today. Yankees-Blue Jays series finale on Wednesday night in Toronto. Cortez against Kikuchi. Yankees set up to do this, to, to pull off a sweep to get this to 12th straight. Um, I think they will. I really do. So thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.